Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Pat Bradley in the Zone is brought to you by River City Flooring. Bradley off the screen for three. Is he going to miss? He's been terrific in this first half. River City Flooring. The only thing better than their selection is their service. Visit RiverCityFlooringInc.com. RiverCityFlooringInc.com. PB, what's up? How are you? What's up, boys? Before What's we dive into Arkansas, buddy, not a lot. We're well. There is a lot going on. I can't say that. We're getting ready for the AFC NFC Championship games. We're here at WH Law talking about legal issues and people's legal needs, and we're talking Razorback hoops back on the court tomorrow against an Ole Miss team that should be. Uh, I don't know. I'm hoping they're a little tuckered out. We'll see. Tired. <laughs> I, saw, I, I saw Arkansas lose to a Georgia team that played twice in one day in an SEC tournament game. So I don't know. <laughs> you never know how that goes. <laughs> Pat, this week, uh, last week we had Guy Whitney on. It was kind of a whim. He was a little concerned about Arkansas's court. He had uh, some thoughts on the three-point streak being broken. And, man, we had so much fun with him, and obviously he's a close friend of yours. And he talked about you guys' relationship, and I had a chance to go back and listen to the interview. It was so much fun. And I didn't get a chance to share this email, and I wanted to share it. Steve sent this in. He said, great call with Guy. I was a junior at Lyon College when he was a freshman. The night that Arkansas won the NCAA championship, he ran out of the dorm, slipped and broke the glass door to the entry. He was going nuts. He ran around campus calling the Hogs. He came back in and told us he was going to be a Razorback. We thought he was crazy, but we knew he could play. I had played at Conway High, and he had played against Corliss. Guy knew he could hold his own, so he had the balls to follow his dream. I'm so proud of him. Thanks for having him on. We could use more Guy Whitney in our lives. I vote for the return of the slobbering hog as well. He wants to turn back the time on the court, Pat. Got any strong feelings about that? Or are you okay with the current day court? I think we all have seen in our lives that you we we want to change. We get an itch, man. We got a hankering for change. It, it, whether it's the uniforms, the court, the rules, and there. And I think hopefully we can get to a point where. You, you were big enough to know what to go back to, like what is the best. I it's just it it just like it's head scratcher when it's so obvious. And I wonder if it's just people don't want to admit that what you know what their idea was wasn't the best idea because yeah the slobber it's one of the most unique things. Uh, obviously, I think it was probably a lot different at Barnhill, right? There was a little bit more of a slobber than. Than maybe when they did Bud Walton, I may be mistaken. Is it the exact same logo? I don't know. Is it? Did I, I don't know. Did I lose you guys? No, we're just well, I'm, I'm like know. racking my brain. <laughs> right, but I mean clearly though, like there's the the image of the state, which is cool underneath. Yeah. Uh, but I I I got the sense that even guy felt like it was a little bit too much, right? I mean I there are things that are so that stand out are so bold you don't need anything else. And it's simplicity. And that's why the uniforms are so cool. That that big red hog on the red uniforms, I think that is so cool because it's just so simple and, and it stands for itself. Um, that's what makes, like, Maryland so strange with the checkers <laughs> and, the, and yeah, black and white and red and checkers and yellow and all that jazz. I mean, listen, I still – I look at the Patriots logo, man. Pat the Patriot was – that was one of the – unique logos it was just so crisp and then they go and 
make that super supersonic looking thing. Um, they changed it and but, started winning Super Bowls. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, go back to losing. Go back to the other one. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the thing, the thing is too, um, with Guy. You know, it's it's interesting how he grew up in Arkansas, Arkansas fan. And you talk to any coach, and they'll have an opinion on whether or not they want to recruit in-state kids for, for a variety of reasons. I've heard arguments. Um, matter of fact, just talk, just just heard an argument. Uh, uh, I don't know which coach it was, basketball coach. I'm not going to try to say it because I don't want to say the wrong name. Um, but they were talking about how he didn't want to recruit in-state kids. Oh, it was Woody Hayes. Apparently, Woody Hayes didn't want to recruit Columbus kids unless they were guaranteed All-Americans. Because if, if they weren't, and he didn't put them in the game, didn't play them long enough, then the, then, the, then the Columbus families would be mad at him. And I get that. I've heard that by some coaches. I do get that. However, you got a situation like Guy Whitney, who he made the team. He was an All-American. But he, because of the love he had for the Razorbacks, he made it better, the team better. The, the passion was there, and he was able you know, to bring a passion at times to our games and practices that nobody else could because they didn't have his perspective. So yeah, I, I don't know how you guys feel about – I'm sure you've heard of those discussions about in-state versus sure. non-in-state. So I don't know. It's kind of a tricky situation, man. I think every, everything – you know, every player is different, obviously. Like, you, you guy Whitney versus I played with a few kids that were from Arkansas that didn't have the same passion, and it created issues, you know, because it was kind of like, you know, I'm sure you guys have heard times over the years, too. It's like, wow, give the Arkansas kid a chance. And then Steve Sullivan, I was talking to Steve, you know, Sully, about Devo Davis, and it's like, you know, as, as an Arkansas kid, Fans can be maybe extra hard on you if it doesn't. That's true. You know, so for some kids, it's beneficial for them to leave because it's very, very high pressure for them. So sure. But you think about too. <laughs> we always wonder why some guys don't get more playing time. KK Robinson. That comes up all the time, right? Mm -hmm. uh, TJ mm -hmm. Hammonds in football. Yeah, they're these are local kids that we see in school, and we think that, that because they go out there, they're going to be really yeah. good. And we're like, why isn't he playing more? What's going on with him? Why are the coaches not like him? If they were from Florida, we wouldn't care. No, yeah, it's not point. at all. You're right. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, good point, right? I mean, we're thinking about right. So it's well, Pat definitely more of a magnifying. He's from Boston. Who cares? You know, it's no big deal. Well, Pat right, played all the right. time, so it didn't matter. Pat, I will <laughs> say it's kind of like you know, if you had gone to the NBA, I know you would have you know probably cut off a toe to to make it to an NBA roster and, and played right. for a number of years. But it would have been more meaningful to you to play for the Celtics than the Lakers, right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, yep. yeah, that's normal. It's, it, All right, yeah, so, is, so let's talk about the Hogs getting ready for Ole Miss. They're coming off their win over Florida last night. I mean, it's a good win, ugly or not. I mean, it's a good good victory for Ole Miss. They've, they've been the most schizo team other than Missouri maybe in the whole league. What am I to make of Ole Miss, Pat? So they got this kid, Matt Morrell. And, I, I mean, I, I'm guessing if you even talked to Kermit Davis before the season and, and you told him Matt Morrell would have, like, 31 against Mississippi State, dropped 20 last night. Have, 
Um, I, I'm I'm surprised because he's he is he's doing damage the kind of damage that from an offensive end that gives you a chance to win those games. But everything with them is is their defense because they switch, so they'll start like with a one three one, and in that one three one, depending on where the pass goes, that could change into a two three zone, or that could change into a man to man, and so he's just. One of those coaches that spends a lot of time teaching his defense, teaching his defense, and so they're gonna keep the ball out of the lane. They they're gonna force you to shoot, which, I, yeah, that's what I said. They're gonna force you to shoot. So did you guys just cringe? Um, <laughs> a little bit. And then you know they're gonna close down those lanes, those gaps, and and the other thing too is. They are a, um, a team that can create some some high turnovers, so that that's where it begins with Ole Miss. You know they're not going to wow you. Like I said, they may. You know if that kid's not comes out not not making shots, you know they, they'll they may be in the sixties. You know they scored mm-hmm. seventy last night and he had twenty. They had two guys that had twenty. Mm-hmm. You're right. In in Florida, obviously Florida is another team that relies on their defense. So. Um, but Ole Miss isn't bad. I mean, they get a seven-footer, Nicia Brooks, who's a big load. I mean, he's a good, good player. He's at seven foot, obviously, that gives him a big-time advantage. They get another kid, Deshaun Ruffin, who's like a five-star. He's like about five-eight point guard, quick, gets to the rim, really explosive kid, fun kid to watch. He's like a five-star kid out of, I think he's out of Jackson, Mississippi. Just really yeah. like their first five-star they ever got. Um, and they've got another transfer, a kid named Brakefield, who's a kid. I think he's a transfer from Duke, but he was another like five-star guy. Didn't pan out where he was, and he tra- he's a Mississippi kid, I think. So he transferred back. So, and they're one of their best players is hurt, Jarkel Joyner. So they had promise for a pretty good season this year. Yeah. Um, with the injuries though, that that hurt them. So, I mean. Would not be surprised. This is you know a couple possession game, and um, they played heartbreaker a few times, so they can do it. And Coach Must made the uh, point in his. I was just going to say, Coach Must made the point in his radio thing last night that although they they did play last night, the Razorbacks practiced yesterday, and everybody on <laughs> every player in America would much rather play a game than practice. So he he's looking at it as if they're more in rhythm. Than the hogs are right now. <laughs> Hope we get to see Ruffin and Likes going at each other. I mean, you're talking about what five eight, five nine, two little yeah, guards, two right. quick guards <laughs> going at each other. Ruffin, I, when I was watching last night, Ruffin reminded me a lot of Chris Likes, except for he was maybe a little bit more under control. And then yet, I hear Coach Musselman yeah. yesterday, and he said that they want Likes to speed up. They don't think Likes is going fast Woo. enough. They want him to pick up the pace even more. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, he looks like he's out of control already. PB, you are the most uh, optimistic dude I know. By the way, Pat Bradley joining us courtesy of River City Flooring on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Um, let's talk about the Big 12 SEC Challenge this weekend. Ten games. What's the record yes. going to be? You want to go game by game here real quick? Yeah, we'll go game by game. Okay, this is the most optimistic take you're going to get from an SEC person, okay? Just keep in mind, Pat knows where his uh, bread is buttered. LSU-TCU. TCU has been surprisingly good this year. Jimmy it's Dixon. at TCU. Ten Fort Worth, yes. At okay. TCU. Oh, that's a tough mm-hmm. one. That is a tough one. I, I 
I think I'm going to go LSU, and here's why. They pull it out. Shocking. Okay. They're so they do something so well. Okay. You know, Ken Palm has them as the number one ranked defensive team. They do something so well. I think if you haven't played against them yet, aren't familiar with them in their roster, if somebody does something so well and you've never seen it before. That could smack you in the face, and you'd be like, what the hell? It's not like they're a well-rounded team and this, that, and the other. It's like, if you haven't seen that length, quickness, and athleticism, um, that's going to daze you. So TCU I, I does play in the Big 12, I, I, by the way. It's going to daze you. See what you did there? But have they played against the number Darius one? Darius no, they put, you know. The, uh, well, they, the Big 12 has five of the top ten defenses in the country. Is it constructed physically with length athleticism? The SEC separates itself with its athleticism more Let's than Let's move on. We only have so much time here. West Virginia, Arkansas. What do you think? I haven't seen West Virginia much this year, Pat. What do you think? Um, We, we, we get them at home, right? Yep. Yeah. I think if we it, – it comes down to us and how we play, really. Um. And that's that's what I've seen over the last six seven games. It's it's we're a good enough team. We are still that number. I, I believe top twenty team. I don't know if we're a top fifteen team, unless we we. But I still think it's it's really up to us. We have the pieces. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know Let me ask you about I don't, a, I don't. Sure. A couple other key games: Kentucky, Kansas. Kentucky's on the road. And Cal is clearly a little butthurt over the way Auburn celebrated their win against them over the weekend. He didn't like that too much. And he says that's basically what everybody does. Like, everybody makes a big deal about beating us. We get everybody's best shot, blah, blah, blah. Okay, that's fine. Is that legitimate or is, he, is it sour grapes because they lost to Auburn over the weekend, you think? <laughs> I think Cal, uh, he likes to talk trash, but he does it in the way of like, hey, I'm not going to complain about this, that, and the other, but this, that, and the other. You know, he knows how to do that. I mean, that's been his calling card forever, saying he's not going to have uh, any issues with it, but uh, and then go on to explain what the kind of issues he has with it. Listen, Kansas is a – they're an excellent offensive team, and they've got size with that big McCormick kid. Um, they can shoot it. Uh, Kentucky – listen, I think Kentucky's got a team that can go to the Final Four mm-hmm. if they're healthy, if that – Kid Ty Ty Washington is healthy. He's their best all-around player. Um, Kentucky, again, man. Kentucky has always been under Calipari. Really, all of Coach Calipari's teams that I can remember have been based on defense and rebounding. And we know defense and rebounding, can you can go anywhere and at least give you a shot in a game. But here's, here's a problem. Kansas gets all the calls in Allen Fieldhouse. All the damn calls. All the damn calls. You can't beat them in Allen Fieldhouse. as Texas Tech last night. You can't yeah. do it. They get all the calls. Bill Self has a whistle. You didn't know that, did you? Something goes wrong, he <laughs> blows it real quick, and they go to the free throw line. I don't think that's true, Pat. Pro- prove what? it's not, though. Can you? So you're going to take Kansas. Kentucky. Is Ty Ty Washington <laughs> healthy? I don't know. Is Ty Ty Washington healthy? You're the SEC guy. You're supposed to know these things. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Call him. Uh, Get him on how the about a, How about uh, AFC this weekend? Who you like? 
What about the other seven games? Ah, who cares? They were all yeah, anyway. come on, Wes. What are you gambling now again or something like that, Wes? Come on, you got kids. No, to I, I mean, I got it, the SEC winning two games out of ten, I, and I've, I was thinking. I'll um, take that I bet. hundred. I'll put a hundred on that right now. I mean, what that that was my point. What what do you, how many you got at the SEC winning? Okay, well, let's ask that. Six out of four. How about that? No, I <laughs> won't even look at the rest of. the – I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Six, six, yeah, six. So you got Tennessee over Texas. You got uh, Kentucky. You got Ole Miss beating Kansas State at home. Where's that you got game? Arkansas at home. I what? should pull up the schedule, but I got. I'm yeah, looking you should. At LSU's like at TCU. You got LSU. West Virginia's at Arkansas. You got Arkansas. That's two wins. Oklahoma's at Auburn. You like Auburn. I like Auburn too. I think, yeah. Missouri okay. at Iowa State. Missouri at Iowa State. Gotta go with Cyclones pack because you love me. Baylor at Alabama. <laughs> you like Baylor on the road, right? Oklahoma State at Florida. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Alabama has the two best wins this year. They beat Houston at Tuscaloosa, and they beat Gonzaga on a neutral site. And they have three losses in the SEC. And you can add the Davidson neutral site loss. They've they had like total of 12 points. So it's like okay. one-two possession. And Baylor, don't forget, Baylor is coming off of a couple of head-scratching losses. Not really head-scratching losses because they yeah they were kept in the 50s. A couple of times, you know they. Yeah, I still think they're, you know, one, two, two, one in in the Big Twelve, depending on how you slice, you know, with Kansas, how all that shakes out. However, it's not like Baylor is Baylor last year. No, that, that, but so, they're longer and more athletic. Their their guards are not as good. I saw them in person, but the uh, right. Kinju kid or whatever his name is, uh, it's pretty tough. The guard. Point. Yeah, yeah, but there's you're right. I mean, he had kind of a couple tough games, but he may be back. And I think that one at West Virginia. Like, I, yeah, I just I just look at you mentioned like Baylor, Alabama. I think that one is too. I think that one is too close yeah. to be convinced that it's going to be like it's going to be a couple possession game, and no, whether whether or not it come comes down to an offensive rebound stick back it comes down to a late three by Shackelford or whatever it is um you know I mean Alabama's got a real chance of winning that game whether you give them 49 percent 51 38 here's what I know Baylor's 5-0 on the road so look out they uh they after losing back-to-back home games they went on the road and won two two road games back-to-back home games they went on the road and won at West Virginia at uh at Oklahoma all right let's move on quick win them all you're can't right. You can't. All. Nobody does. Nobody's going undefeated this year, Maybe bud. Maybe you can. All right. Two picks. Quick. AFC, who you like? Ah, oh, Joe Burrow. Give me more Joe Burrow. I'm with you. I'm rooting for I them. Like I think they might pull it off. They don't know they're not supposed to win it. I think they might go to the Super Bowl, mess around, and win the whole thing. Who knows? How about on the other side? Um, I'm going to go with, wow, do we room for Jimmy G? Is there anything less compelling um, to a guy from Boston than two NFC West teams playing for the NFC title? I mean, really? But, yeah, you got the Jimmy G connection. I actually think San Francisco yeah, might get her Jimmy done. G. Yeah, why not? I, like I want Jimmy a Cincinnati. I want a San Francisco-Cincinnati rematch from back in the day, back in the 80s, when uh, yeah, that's when true. Joe Montana and the Boomer Esiason were Roman. Right. No, it wasn't even Boomer. It was uh, Ken Anderson, I think, was the quarterback for Cincinnati when they played in that game. Oh, jeez. Was it was Icky was Icky Woods playing back then? Or was that a the Icky was after that? Nineteen eighty one Super Bowl. I'm ninety percent sure it Wait, was. Wait, that Ken was nineteen eighty one. I think that's right. Maybe it's eighty two. Wow. Eighty two. 
It was 82. Holy crap. Yeah. 82. Uh, MVP was Joe Montana. Yeah, the Bengals, the, the Ken Anderson, top-rated passer in the league, won both the NFL MVP and the NFL Comeback Player of the Year, 63%, 3,800 yards, almost 29 touchdowns, 10 picks. That's craziness. Yeah, that's obviously very encouraged by all this. <laughs> Wes, keep all right, your well, head up, babe. Don't, okay. don't root against the SEC, Wes. You're going to lose all your money. Ken Anderson threw for 300 yards, completely outdueled Joe Montana. Nobody ever talks about that, do they? Ken Anderson was 25 hey, of 34, uh, 300 yards and two touchdowns. Joe Montana threw for 157 yards, and San Francisco wins the game. Guess what's going to happen this week? Jimmy G's going to throw for 157 yards, and San Francisco's going to find a way to win the game. Justin. Yes, sir. You get the box <clears throat> score up there? For what? You see you see Dan Ross's name? You see Dan Ross's name on there? For what? Tight end for the Bengals. Yeah, Dan Ross, 11 you catches, 104, the... two touchdowns. Dan Ross went crazy. Shout out to Everett. Shout out to Everett, Massachusetts, Everett High. How are you, Dan Ross? Woo! Is that right? One of Everett, Everett's finest. Born Maiden Mass. Died at the age of 49. Ha- Haverhill, Haverhill, Massachusetts, Pat? Haverhill, Mass. Yeah, sad deal. For what him, happened man. to him? Ooh. That's a sad deal. Um, I forget what Collapsed at his home after jogging. It was. Yeah, 49 years old, yeah. collapsed at his home after jogging. Note to self, don't jog. Uh, it's sad, sad deal. A two-time All-Pro, pretty impressive run. Went to Northeastern. Yeah. North Had a big-time game. Yeah. Big tight How'd they lose that game? How'd they lose that game with Kenny Anderson no. completely outplaying Joe Montana? Joe Montana. Joe Montana. Gosh. Winners win, magic, losers lose. Magic man. Ricky winners Patton was the that. Niners' leading rusher with 55 yards. I mean, seriously, how did they lose this game? Turnovers? 26-21. Yeah, two interceptions by Ken Anderson did not help the cause. How did the Titans lose? <laughs> Three interceptions by Joe, Joe Montana actually ran for a touchdown, if you can believe that. Mm. Dan Ross in the fourth quarter had a big touchdown, and then he had a touchdown with 16 seconds left to get him back within 26-21. So, Ben, don't break. Wow. San Francisco defense, pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah. All right, PB, we'll let you go. We'll talk to you soon. See you, man. All right, boys. Take care. Right, very Thanks, good. River City. Adios. Flooring. Ciao. Yes, sir. Very much so. Appreciate River City very much.